This is More Than Work, the podcast reminding you that your self-worth is made up of more than your job title. Each week, I'll talk to a guest about how they discovered that for themselves. You'll hear about what they did, what they're doing, and who they are. I'm your host, Rabia. I work in IT, perform stand-up comedy, write, volunteer, and, of course, podcast. Thank you for listening. Here we go. Hey everyone, so this week I have on JJ Ramberg. She is the creator of Good Pods, which is an app I use to listen to podcasts. There are so many out there. I've definitely been an Overcast fan, and I really love their UI, and then I've used Apple Podcasts, I've used Spotify for podcasts, but I usually use it for music. But I've been on Good Pods for a little while, so I definitely encourage anyone to check it out if you're interested. It's pretty fun because you can rate each episode and you can see what other people are listening to. And we talk a little bit about the app and a little bit about what else she's done. She was one of the first people to have a podcast on MSNBC, which is pretty cool. And I really enjoyed talking to her. And one thing that's cool is this month is Women's History Month. And I'm able to feature women every week. And it's a long month, too, if you look at the calendar. But I feel really lucky that there have been really incredible, amazing, powerful women to talk to. And... It's important to have every voice, and I really do make an effort to seek out guests that represent all different people and all different causes and viewpoints, and it may not be clear all the time that that's what's happening, but that's really one thing I'm trying to do is is be inclusive. And so if you do have a guest idea and something, an area that I haven't covered, reach out to me at any of my social media or at morethanworkpod at gmail.com and let me know. And I'll try to get in touch with the person. Or if you think you'd make a good guest, let me know. But I have quite a few good guests coming up. Uh, it's been fun to just find new people to talk to, people I don't know, I've never met before. And then some people I do know that I finally had the guts to talk to reach out to. But um, I just want to say also, like last week, the episode was with Veronica Dudusenko about Ukraine. I haven't forgotten what's going on there. I haven't really had many moments go by where I'm not thinking about those people and Though this episode is lighter and a lot of them will be, I just want to say that I think it's important that we take care of ourselves when these things are going on that are affecting us mentally and that we also try to take care of each other. But the best way we can take care of each other is to take care of ourselves first. And so me putting out this episode doesn't take away from what's going on or the message of last week's episode. And, you know, you going out and having fun or doing things doesn't take away from that. But I think what we can all do is, again, just give money to Ukraine. There are many different ways to do that and encourage our congresspeople, senators, in this case over here, um, MPs, like members of parliament, wherever you are, just keep encouraging your government officials to help and to contribute to the people of Ukraine. And if you know people who can take people in, do that. If you can take people in, do that. It's hard in some of our countries because people aren't allowed in at this point. So uh, we can't really do those kind of things. But there's a lot of people helping and there's a lot of people who are going to need help ongoing. I just wanted to talk about Ukraine for a moment. Um, A few people I've interviewed lately have said President Zelensky is their most inspiring person. And he really is. And the people are. And um, I talked to a friend who's a governor in Ukraine, and he just said he's working from a bunker, he's doing okay, and he does appreciate me reaching out. So if you know people and you haven't known what to say, put away your discomfort, put away how you might feel a little bit weird or a little bit unsure of what to say, put that away and reach out to them. And this stands for anyone, not just people in Ukraine, but anyone. If there's somebody you've been meaning to reach out to, do it. I think it's rewarding. 
usually to let someone know you're thinking of them and just to move past that because I've lost a few friends who didn't bother. I don't know why. And I bothered with them so many times. They didn't bother with me and it's really hurtful. But if you put yourself out there and be vulnerable and just reach out to someone, you might hear back and they might be really glad they heard from you. And I know my friend in Ukraine, I told him, I said, I don't know what to say. I know it's useless what I'm saying. He goes, no, it helps to know someone's thinking of me somewhere else in the world. So I'll leave you with that. Um, have a good week whenever you're listening to this or good day or good night, good morning. Could be listening to it any time. I have no idea. But I'm really excited to bring you this episode. Thanks for listening. Today I have a guest that there's a long list of things behind her name. So it's JJ Ramberg. She's an entrepreneur, television host, podcast host, best-selling author, and mom. And I'm going to talk to her a lot about the way I met her, which is through Good Pods. It's an app that's really changing how people listen to and interact with podcasts. I'm on there. I use it to listen and I use it to promote. So anyway, JJ, thanks for being on More Than Work. Thank you for inviting me. And um, where am I talking to you from today? Los Angeles. Oh, cool. So my old hometown, I'm in London now, but I grew up in LA. So nice. Uh Oh, you did? Okay, we'll talk about this offline. Now I want to know where you grew up and where you went to school, but we'll get that after. All right, definitely. We'll do that. So I guess the first thing is, because I mentioned Good Pods, and I think one thing, people listen to podcasts everywhere. So can you talk a little bit about what Good Pods is? Because that's that's what you've uh, co-founded most recently. Sure, yeah. So Good Pods is a podcast player that you use just like any other podcast player with the added benefit that it is social. So you can follow your friends and influencers and groups to see what they're listening to. So like as a listener, the use case for me is I'm going out for a run and I think, what should I listen to? I don't want to go back to the same old podcast. And then I just scroll Mm -hmm. through my feed. If you picture an Instagram feed and I see what everybody's listening to. So it, it, our, our goal is out there for listeners to solve the discovery problem and for podcasters to just raise up more voices. Yeah. And really like, I mean, I'm an independent podcaster and what I'll just tell you what I appreciate is just that I feel like I'm treated as in that app anyway, like people can rate me and like my stuff and write reviews of specific episodes. And for me, that's really helpful because I feel almost like I'm getting benefits that I wouldn't get on other platforms just as an indie person. I'm so happy to hear that because we really created this app, you know, wanting to, to serve everyone. Right. And so, and to really kind of even the playing field. And so for podcasters, whether I listen to this American life or I listen to some under the radar podcast, it in essence gets the same marketing on good pods because it goes onto the feed. And so we Mm -hmm. see under the radar podcasts go viral all the time as they get passed from friend to friend. Yeah. Yeah. It's really, it's really cool. And so you actually, for this, we're honored as one of Fast Company's most innovative companies too, correct? Yeah, that was exciting. Yeah. So can you talk a little bit about receiving that kind of accolade and recognition? Yeah. Okay. Well, I'm going to brag for a little bit if you're okay. Yeah. <laughs> I want you to. That's what I want. <laughs> it's so fun, right? Because you work so hard on something and then to get some outside recognition. Because I mean, you know, anyone who started something, a podcast, a company, anything, you're just sort of head down and then you think, oh, wait, somebody's noticing. So Fast Company recognized us as one of their 10 most innovative social media companies. And then Inc. Magazine recognized me as one of their female founders, 100, which 
was really fun for me and obviously is a reflection of our whole team. And then we got celebrities Mm -hmm. out of kind of nowhere, like Alyssa Milano tweeted about us, Kim Kardashian tweeted about us, but we didn't pay these people. And so it's just, it was just great recognition that we had this idea that discovery was broken and that people want to know what their friends are listening to. And so all of these things just Mm -hmm. come back to us as saying, okay, you have the right hypotheses. It's working. People want this. And to your point earlier, the part that really makes us exciting is kind of the love we get from the indie podcast community. So so it's really exciting. Yeah, that's, that's awesome. And then there is a company that you also co-founded called Good Shop. So can you talk yeah. a little bit about that and the timing of how that worked out? Sure. So Good Shop, we've had, oh gosh, you know, well over a decade now. Good Shop is okay. a coupon site. So you find the best coupons online and a percentage of what you spend can go to your favorite cause if you want it to. So we've, through that, donated millions of dollars to causes And we also have another company called DogDog.org, which I really love for any dog lovers that you have. It's a search engine. It's Yahoo search engine, basically, Mm -hmm. where every time you search money goes and is donated to dog shelters. So there's a lot going on over here, but (laughs) yeah, no, there is. Yeah. But Good Pods has been, been really fun and to just be a part of this, you know, the podcast industry has grown so tremendously mm-hmm. over the past few years. And to get to be a part of this industry and meet so many people in it has been great. I can imagine and just really kind of bringing like helping deliver content to people that might not hear it, which is, which is great. Well, that's, that's the thing. I was a television anchor and I had a podcast with NBC news and I just, I felt like when, when I started my podcast, like, here we go again, right? The, the voices with deep pockets, industry connections, those mm-hmm. are the ones that are going to be elevated. And there's so many other great voices out there. And so how do we get those out too? And that was really one of the reasons we started Good Pods. And so again, mm-hmm. that's why the appreciation we get from the indie community means so much to us because obviously you can listen to anything on good pods, big podcast, small podcast, any podcast, but to be able to help raise voices of people who don't have these, you know, big buckets of marketing dollars means a lot to us. Yeah. And I guess one thing I've already noticed just in talking to you for about five minutes and hearing about good shop also, and you'll tell me if this is true or not, some form of like a value of service or giving back to people even with Good Shop giving money, donating to charity and stuff. And so is that one of your core values? And is that something you've just had that you grew up with or that has been instilled in you as you've been more successful? Or how's that for you? Because that's a really important one to me. Yeah, I think I grew up with it. So my, my parents were always involved in giving back to the community in some way. And I just remember... I'm probably a bit older than you, but I remember when the body shop launched and when Ben and Jerry's was giving back, those were the two companies when I was a kid that I was aware of on a consumer mm-hmm. level of giving back. And it really struck me. I remember sort of eating a Ben and Jerry's ice cream and feeling good about it, buying products from the body shop when it first launched and feeling good about it. And I always mm-hmm. wanted to do something like that. It was just from then on, I just thought at some point in my life, I would like to work in some sort of socially or start some kind of socially responsible company. And is there a challenge in doing that? I'm just curious because I've talked to different 
business leaders and I've talked to people about conscious capitalism, which I learned a lot about because it was a little less altruistic than I thought <laughs> when, mm. when I talked to like a purist about it, but are there any challenges in trying to have that as be part of where your profits go? Or is it just something that you just absorb as a leader and say, this is what we're doing? Well, I think when you start anything, you just think through what are your values, right? And what mm-hmm. matters to me. And then you bake those into the company. So again, for Good Pods, our mission is helping listeners find new podcasts, helping podcasts find new audiences, and helping to raise up voices. So in doing that, it was kind of a North Star for, okay, how do we help these underheard voices and get heard? And so we're able to build products around it. That said, for Good Pods, for Good Shop, for Dog Dog, we have to provide the best service. Right. So I have to mm-hmm. know what listeners enjoy on Good Pods or what consumers want to buy on Good Shop, et cetera. I have to provide the best service out there or else the mission is irrelevant. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. Yeah. So you still have to provide the quality. You can't just have the mission and think that's just going to drive everything. It has to be both. Exactly. Can we talk a little bit about your career on MSNBC and what you were doing? Because you were covering entrepreneurs there basically and their stories. I was. So I spent, you know, again, over a decade hosting a show called Your Business on MSNBC, which is all about founders and Mm -hmm. growing businesses and entrepreneurs and best practices. And what was your interest in that subject? Is it something that you fell into or is it something that you were always interested in or where you were an entrepreneur that got into journalism? How did that path work? I was a journalist after college and then went to business school and then worked for startup and then went back to journalism. So I kind of flip-flopped between startups and journalism throughout my career. And then my brother, who's my co-founder, and I started Good Shop. It was called Good Search at the time. So I left CNN. I started Good Search. And then MSNBC called me and said, we're launching a show. It's just going to be six months. Will you be the host? And of course, I'm not going to turn that down. <laughs> I was offered to be the host yeah. on MSNBC. And so I said, yes. And I had just started my company thinking, okay, this is going to be six months and I'll go back full time to my company. And it turns out that that show lasted for over a decade. So it wasn't my intention, but I ended up doing this show on entrepreneurship for the whole time while I was building my other company. So I, I had an interest in it, but I had even more of an interest in it because it turns out that I was the audience. I was the host and I was the audience. <laughs> That's, that's great. And it's, it's crazy. It ended up lasting that long. And at that point you had a podcast as well. When did your podcast start? Oh gosh, I don't even remember the years anymore, but early. I mean, I think we were, we were one of the very first podcasts at NBC news. Like we were like, you know, we were scrambling for, for, for recording space and trying to figure out how to make it all happen. Now there's a whole division that makes it all happen for you. But I remember my producer just saying, I don't even know where to record this. (laughs) Yeah, like having a podcast when people were still asking what a podcast was, really. Absolutely, right? exactly. Yeah, yeah. my first one was back then with some friends, and people just thought it was cool. Like, we got to talk to really amazing people we would have never had access to just because they were excited to be on a podcast because they had never done it. Now everyone's, you know, used to them, so it's a little different. So when you were looking at that time in your life, though, and kind of oscillating between being in startups and being in journalism and then starting your own company. At what point did you face a decision on choosing a path and getting out of journalism, for example? 
Well, I, I didn't have that. I mean, I was able luckily to get it all done because I had great teams and everything that I was mm. doing. And then we had just sort of come up with the idea for good pods. I was just starting thinking about it. And then the show ended after, I don't, I think it was 12 years at MSNBC. So at that okay. point I had to think, okay, what do I want to do with my time? And I thought I'm, I'm going into good pods full time. Okay. So you just kind of decided that that was the next thing. So one thing I talk to people a lot about on the podcast is just that they define themselves by certain job roles and something like journalism. I know people I've worked with who were on air, especially they identified as like, well, I'm an on air talent and that's what I am. And once that's gone, it's gone. And you had a diverse amount of stuff going on, but have, have you been able to kind of reconcile your identity in the different roles separately and kind of have a life outside of that with being so busy? <laughs> I have. So, I mean, you'll remember that, that the majority of the time I spent being an anchor host on MSNBC, I also had this job, right, where I was mm-hmm. an entrepreneur. So I think I had both sides of me uh, through the majority of that time. I loved my show very much. And I loved the content and I loved interacting with our audience. But it is it is pretty fun for me right now to be on the other side where I'm creating a platform for other people's voices instead of having my voice out there all the time. It's just, you know, I did that for a really long time. It's not to say that I wouldn't do it again. I really loved it, but I'm really enjoying being behind the scenes right now. Yeah. Yeah. And just doing, doing that and having that specific goal, I guess. So one thing too, you've written some books as well. Can you talk a little bit about those? Sure. Yeah. I wrote two books, one with two producers on my show, Lisa Everson and and Frank Silverstein. And that was kind of a compendium to the show. It was small business tips that we had learned from all of the entrepreneurs and small business owners that we had interviewed. So that was called It's Your Business. My show was called Your Business. And then a few years after that, my sister and a good friend of ours and I wrote a book called The Startup Club which was for kids. So it's a kid's book and it's fiction and it's a story about entrepreneurs. So these kids who start a business and it's a really, really fun kid's book. Did any part of that book come from almost what you observed in your childhood? Like you had basically, you come from a family of business people slash entrepreneurs, right? I do. My mom, my dad, both grandfathers. Did that book come from my, uh, I don't know if that, I guess that book came from my life. It also, I had kids that age at the time. Yeah. So it was sort of, you know, I, I think teaching entrepreneurship to kids is incredibly valuable, no matter what they end up doing, right? Just the, and this book was the idea behind the book was let's teach these kids something through a fun book. So we're not hitting them mm-hmm. over the head with business lessons. But through it, you kind of learn what's a P&L, right? What's marketing? What do you do when you get in a disagreement with your business partner? And so we wanted to teach them some like really, really basic, you know, age appropriate mm-hmm. skills that they kind of got without even realizing they were learning them through reading a fun story. That's really cool because I think that it is important. And there are so many people now, at least that I'm seeing going into jobs where they do have to have like a wide variety of skills. You don't just do one thing. I think there was an idea at some point, like you do one thing and that's it, but that's pretty much out the window for probably the last 20 years. So that's, it's good to provide that holistic education to kids through that kind of medium. As far as just 
thinking about your upbringing and what you experienced, is there anything you observed your parents do that you apply now? I, I grew up in a home where my parents owned an auto repair shop, so it wasn't some huge conglomeration or something, but you know, I saw them work really hard at certain things that I now realize impacted me. Do you have any of those kind of lessons you learned from them? Oh, I mean, so many, right? We all learn so much from our parents and watching them, good and bad. But my parents, <laughs> yeah, they were both, I would say, good for my parents. I had really, really wonderful, lucky mom and dad. But they were both very entrepreneurial. They both worked hard. They both concentrated a lot on family and so, you know, I got a front row seat watching. My dad worked my whole life, right, really hard. He had a store with his father, and then he went off and started his own ventures. And my mom started her company when I was in junior high with my brother. And so I really got a front row seat watching my mom start and grow her company. So absolutely, that had an impact on me of just thinking, have an idea, give it a shot, try it, right? I, I guess I had some ability to take risk ingrained in me from watching mm-hmm. my mom and my dad start their companies. Yeah, that's pretty cool because it does, it kind of let you see that it's possible to do. I think that's what a lot of people have a gap in like seeing that it's possible for them to do something because they didn't see it demonstrated to them before. Yeah. So. And also that it's going to be tough sometimes, right? That, you know, so yeah. good things happen, hard things happen and you just got to make it through. Yeah. So as far as Good pods, that's gonna that's now the primary thing for you at this time. And do you have anything else you're like trying to incorporate, or is it just good pods that you're gonna focus on and kind of be more myopic for a little while? Uh, <laughs> I love that. You know, I I always have a thousand things going on, but we are we are really focused on building this community for podcasting, right? Just just you know, again, we we talk to so many people, podcast creators, podcast producers, podcast hosts, listeners who listen all the time, listeners who listen one time a month, and just mm-hmm. ask them, do you have a problem discovering podcasts and how can we fix this? I love listening to podcasts in the same way that I love journalism, which is that you get to go in and out of these different worlds, right? Mm-hmm. So if you look at my podcast feed, it's like I listen on something on science and then something on history and then some wellness. It, it's like, you know, it's 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 low barrier to entry of listening and creating and low commitment. So I'm going for a run and in what mood am I? Right. And then I sort of search yeah. through and see what my friends are listening to. Like right now, you'll see if you follow me, I listen to a ton of stuff on crypto <laughs> because I'm super <laughs> interested in it. Right. And, and climate change, which I'm also really interested in. But everything that I have listened to on my feed comes from following a friend who has listened mm-hmm. to it before in these worlds. So it's so fun. It's to me, it's so fun to just see what other people are listening to and being inspired by them. Yeah. And I like how it's to me, what I'm noticing too, it's the positive part of social media where you're not, I mean, I guess unless someone wrote crazy reviews all the time or something, you'd get something negative, but overall it's the positive part, you know? I'm with you. This is, this is, I I agree with you. And we said this when we launched too. It's funny that we want to be the positive side of social media where you're not, there's not a ton of, you know, sort of FOMO or jealousy or, you know, the negative Mm -hmm. sides of social media come with other thing. It's more just like, Oh, how was my friend entertained or what did they learn today? Or what can I learn that it's like having the best conversation with my friend Mm -hmm. 
and just getting to to know what the background is too. I I really love it. Yeah. I have one question for you. So say someone's listening right now and they're committed to whatever their podcast player is, right? It could be mm-hmm. anything. It could be Spotify, Apple, Overcast, whatever. What would you say to them that the reason is they should come to Good Pods? I would say, first of all, why are you committed to your podcast player? My guess is it's not because you <laughs> love it so much. It's probably because it's just the one you started listening to. And so it's sort of good enough right? Mm -hmm. And I would say, if you have ever had that problem where you're about to go for a run or get in the car and you think, what podcast should I listen to? Or if you were at a dinner party and your friend said, oh my God, I listened to this. It was so amazing. And you get back to your car and you're like, shoot, what was it? Or you're like, someone told me to listen to Smartlist, but what episode? Mm -hmm. If you've ever had any of those questions, give Good Pods a shot. Because it's your way to follow your friends and share things with people, see what they're listening to. I never have that problem anymore, ever. And there are also, if you want to go sort of deeper in, you can even join groups. So like we have like a astrology podcast group where everyone (laughs) who's, you know, really loves astrology podcasts posts things into there. And we we have them for everything. You name it, there's a group for it on pods. It's really fun. So, So again, I started out with, why do you love your player? If your answer is, I don't know, it plays podcasts, I promise mm-hmm. you, you will get extra on good pods because we have everything everyone else has plus more. Yeah. Cool. That's great. Well, thank you for sharing all that. Cause I think it's really exciting just to talk to someone who's so passionate about their product. And my thing with product management is always like, what problem are we trying to solve? And you have that clear, which is great to hear. So I think, I don't know. That just excites me. So do you have any advice or mantra that you like to share with people that is just a general thing that you practice or follow? Yes, I do. Many. But but one thing I, I talked before, my mom was an entrepreneur and just kind of a like kick-ass lady, I got to say. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she was really amazing. And, and when we were younger, she used to always read us The Little Engine That Could, you know, that book where it's like the train's going up the hill. I think I can. Yeah. I think I can. And so she just hammered that into our heads when we were younger. I think I can. And I realized as I got older that, yes, that is super important. But the other part I added to it is I can't do everything. Mm. But I need to know how to find the people who can help me. And so Mm. when I'm up in the middle of the night, stressed out about something, personal work, whatever it is, and I can't figure it out myself, the way I think of I think I can is I think I can go out and find help. I don't Mm. need to know it myself. I need to know and feel confident enough to go ask people for help. Yeah. Oh, that's that's great. I'm sure that's going to resonate with quite a few people. So I have a set of questions called the fun five. I just ask everybody. So we'll just go through those. What's the oldest t-shirt you have and still wear? <laughs> that I, well, that's a weird question because I actually don't wear t-shirts that often, except for if I'm working out in them and those are all just, you know, whatever. <laughs> but my oldest t-shirt I still have is this. Oh, well, it was. This is a painful question for me because <laughs> I had <laughs> this t-shirt that said, Punam facing up to which means face, like facing up to your face and tush on the back, which I don't know, someone must have given me when I was like 
five years old and it lived on a stuffed animal that I have had since I was that age. And somehow in the past year, it has disappeared. It's been on this stuffed animal for like a thousand years and the t-shirt is gone. (laughs) Well, I hope maybe this will launch like someone finding it. That's terrible that it's just gone. (laughs) I fear that it became like a brag for cleaning the house. Yeah. Well that, yeah, we were all in home so much. We started using everything to do everything. So exactly. Um, Oh my gosh. All right. Next one. If every day was really groundhog's day, like in the movie, what song would you have your alarm clock play every day to wake you up? (laughs) Well, I do basically listen harmony hall from vampire weekend. I I love that song and I listen to it all the time right now. I'm sure that'll change, Awesome. but it basically is groundhog day in my car because I always play that song. I get like that with certain people. And then Spotify told me last year who they were. And it was like Colin Hay and Justin Bieber. It was very weird. So I don't know what's going on. That's funny. Um, <laughs> coffee or tea or neither? Tea. Tea? What, what kind mm-hmm. of tea do you like? Well, sometimes I get a matcha latte from Starbucks, which is basically melted ice cream. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it is. During the quarantine, I was like, this is good. I can't go to Starbucks. It's time for me to cut this habit. Mm -hmm. So now I'll drink any tea or I'll drink black tea in the morning, herbal tea in the afternoon. I drink tea all day long. Cool. All right. Can you think of something that just makes you like really laugh and just kind of lose it or laugh so so hard you cry, like when you think of it or something that happened recently that does that? I was laughing because we had to give a toast at a friend's birthday party the other day. And we were, we had to give the couple's toast. And I said to my husband, we should buy those shirts just because we're the couple giving the toast saying like stupid. And I'm with stupid. (laughs) I was on the floor laughing and he was (laughs) rightly so saying, no, that's not even funny. Nobody's going to laugh at that. And, but, and so we didn't do it. And I think he was, he was right to stop me. But at the time I thought it was hilarious. Yeah. Well, and it's always our own jokes that are the most funny to us too, <laughs> or not always all of us, but there are certain of us who are like that. I, I know I've been accused of it too. So <laughs> I get it. All right. So the last one, who inspires you right now? Who inspires me? A lot of people inspire me every day. But, but right now, I will say, I've been watching my husband super close up for two years now working, and mm-hmm. his ability to just get everything done and still be with our family and care about all the things he cares about has been, obviously, I've known this about him for, you know, it's why I married him, but just seeing it close up really just gives me a brand new appreciation for it. That's cool. That's good. I mean, because especially the proximity everyone was in for so long, it could have gone either way with that kind of thing. So that's really <laughs> awesome. Right now, where, I, where I hear him on a call, he's still working at, we're both still working at home. So. I know. Yeah, no, that's yeah. tough. And I know nothing's audible that he's saying, which is good. So if people, I kind of know, but if you just want to tell people where, if they want to find you and learn more about you and good pods, where do you want them to go? And I'll have show notes as well. Oh, fantastic. So Good Pods, you can download from the App Store, the Google Play Store. And me, you can find at Twitter at JJ Ramberg or Instagram or, I mean, you can email me, JJ goodpods.com. We love feedback. Love, love, love feedback. So anyone who's using Good Pods out there, you can give us feedback through the app. You can give it directly to me. But every feature we launch is because of user feedback. 
Awesome. Well, JJ, thanks so much for taking the time to chat. It's really been nice to get to know more about you. Oh, thank you so much for taking the time to ask questions. It's fun to be on the other side of this. Thanks for listening. You can learn more about the guest and what was talked about in the show notes. Joe Mafia created the music you're listening to. You can find him on Spotify at Joe, M-A-F-F-I-A. Rob Metke does all the design, for which I am so grateful. You can find him online by searching Rob, M-E-T-K-E. Please leave a review if you like the show and get in touch if you have feedback or guest ideas. The pod is on all the social channels at at More Than Work Pod or at Robbie Comedy on TikTok and the website is morethanworkpod.com. While being kind to others, don't forget to be kind to yourself.